the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Runs Iran's judiciary is now going to be its president. Ibrahim Raisi won 17.8 million votes out of the 28.6 million cast in Friday's election. That dominates the other three candidates. Two of them were hardliners, and the other one was the former central bank chief of Iran's relatively moderate president, Hassan Rouhani. Now, Raisi's win signifies a major victory for hardliners who've taken control of both the Iranian parliament as well as now the presidency. John Gambrell in Dubai, the United Arab Emirates. Iraq's military says at least one Katusha rocket has fallen close to the perimeter of a military base that hosts U.S. troops in northern Iraq. The rocket fell this morning near the sprawling Ain al-Assad base. Nobody was hurt. This is SRN News. Remember that time when the home remodel got a little bit out of hand? I think that was a load-bearing wall. How about the time you crashed your bike trying to be the next evil Knievel? And he was right there to pick you up and put your bike back together, too. Today, we salute our fathers and reflect on all the memories and moments that make him so special to us. Happy Father's Day from AM1280, The Patriot. AM1280, in partnership with Inspiration Tours, presents the Stand With Israel Tour. Embark with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher on an extraordinary 10-day adventure through Israel. The Stand With Israel Tour, October 27th through November 5th. Join your fellow Patriots by signing up today. Book your trip worry-free now through July 6th. Details at am1280thepatriot.com. Your forecast for today, we're looking at scattered showers with a high of 74, moving into a low of 53 for tonight. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 68, moving in the mostly clear and a low of 51. This is AM1280 The Patriot. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM-1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM-1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we'd like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. That's hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag Narn Show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And happy Father's Day, by the way, to all the dads out there, including my dad, Ed Carlson, who I am 100% positive is not listening because he doesn't agree with my politics. But uh, <laughs> I think I said the same thing on Mother's Day, too. Wish my mom a happy Mother's Day, but she's not listening because she doesn't agree with my politics. <laughs> but that's okay. Love my folks. Love them dearly. And uh, today is Dad's Day, so uh, happy Father's Day, Dad. Now what do, now what do kids normally do uh what the obligatory gift they get for dad on Father's Day because when I was growing up it was in vogue to get dad a tie a necktie you know because a lot of dads worked in corporate America and you had to wear ties back then well corporate America has become a lot more casual these days so so what 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 has kind of replaced the necktie as the traditional obligatory gift for Father's Day I'm just curious about that if you if you have any thoughts on that hashtag narn show Hashtag N-A-R-N show. You could definitely leave uh, a comment regarding that. Uh, I am I am rather curious. Now, my dad worked in construction, so he never had a he, he never wore a necktie anyways, except for very special occasions. Uh, so it wasn't relevant to me growing up. But I, I am curious what has kind of replaced the the necktie as the uh, kind of the traditional gift. 
Uh, but anyways, we are going to uh, get to some news of the week to start off. Going to cover some local issues. And by the way, at 115, friend of the broadcast, uh, Senator Dave Osmek, a Republican senator out of the Mound area, uh, he is going to give us a call to kind of update us on this special session of the legislature as we are T-minus 11 days until July 1st when a budget agreement has to be reached or risk the government shutting down. So we'll get uh, Senator Osmek's appraisal on that situation. But before we do that, I did want to cover a local story or opine on a local story that I saw reported on in the Star Tribune this past week. Uh, This is written by Rochelle Olson. Uh, The Etsigo truck driver who drove into a massive protest on the Interstate 35W Bridge last summer in the aftermath of George Floyd's murder will see the two criminal charges against him dropped if he remains remains law-abiding for the next year. Bogdan Vecherko entered into what is called a continuance without prosecution agreement with Hennepin County prosecutors before District Judge William Koch on Friday. Vicherko appeared via an online court session that lasted about 20 minutes. The arrangement is not a plea bargain, and he didn't speak beyond saying yes, sir, to Koch's questions about the process. Vicherko wore a suit coat and dress shirt as he sat behind attorney Kevin DeVore. Hennepin County attorney Mike Freeman didn't charge Vicherko in the incident until October, months after it transpired. In charging him with threats of violence, a felony, and criminal vehicular operation, a gross misdemeanor, the prosecutor said Vicherko had admitted to investigators that he was in kind of a hurry. Uh, Freeman also said the investigation found the trucker sought to scare protesters out of his path. The incident was especially unsettling because it came... Uh, amid days and nights of upheaval in the Twin Cities after Floyd's murder by then-Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin, like Floyd's killing, the incident on the bridge was captured on surveillance cameras. Uh, I actually did see the uh, footage, uh, the surveillance footage of that uh, particular incident. And it was very clear to me that the truck driver did not intend any ill will or any harm serious injury, even trying to kill people. That was pretty obvious. It, it was. It, it turned out to be a very, very unfortunate mistake because of the protesters, you know, uh, blocking 35W, 35W Bridge. You know, the city of Minneapolis at that time was pretty much ceding to mob rule, and so therefore uh, they decided, okay, we'll block off the bridge because, you know, protesters are going to hop on anyways, and, you know, in order for people to be safe, uh, we'll, we'll we'll go ahead and block it off. Well, unfortunately, Vicherko uh, was able to get through uh, a barrier and was not aware that the freeway was shut down. And so as he was going northbound, it was very clear when he saw a mob of people on the freeway, he slowed down. Now, he didn't hit the brakes uh, right away, because of the size of the tanker truck, it would have fishtailed, spun out of control, jackknife, could have capsized, who's to say? But he definitely did slow down. And thank God, and I do mean this literally, thank God no one was severely hurt. And as a result, as the tanker truck came through uh, the pro- and it stopped, the protesters you know, mobbed his truck, uh, started throwing debris at the truck, and some guys were climbing atop of the cab, and there were some trying to kick in the window, break in the window. Eventually, they got the door open and got to the driver and physically beat the guy, and the guy was taken uh, under arrest eventually. Well, I I don't understand how these charges would have stuck Some as if he was trying to cause severe harm. Now, they did take a statement to say he was trying to you know, maybe scare the protesters out of his path. Well, if you see a crush of people on the freeway that you don't expect to see, you know, you're maybe going to try to, well, I don't know, um, I, I don't know if he honked his horn, I don't know if he swerved, what have you. But obviously he wasn't aware of the situation, what was going on. Hence his continuing to drive on 35W North when other cars were being diverted off the nearest exit ahead of the bridge there. But 
what what was not helpful in the matter was how emotions were flamed inflamed on social media which i've always said it's never to go, it's never good to go on social media when a major news event is taking place or major tragedy because number one you know particularly twitter it's very very polarizing both uh from both sides when conservatives aren't blocked that is it's very very polarizing the fringe of both sides of a debate political debate are going to be the loudest voices and uh, minnesota house majority leader tinky winky aka ryan winkler took to twitter and posted a photo of then police uh shutting down the bridge completely while the investigation was being conducted, and Winkler wrote the following on Twitter. Protesters I know are saying truck, the truck driver drove into a crowd and intentionally ran into them. Well, that's emphatically false. He didn't run into anybody. Thankfully, everybody got out of the way, and it was very clear he was slowing down, and he slowed down until he stopped. And once he was stopped, then the mob started climbing up atop his cab. Well, instead of speeding off trying to get away from the mob, he realized that would have probably been dangerous, and that would have resulted in people being killed or severely injured. So he just casually tried to roll forward to kind of try to shake these people off the truck, which didn't happen. They eventually got him out there, got out of there, beat the the tar out of him. And here is probably the most despicable, irresponsible part of Winkler's tweet. He concluded the tweet by saying, Confederate flags and white supremacists insignia. With zero proof, zero evidence, the Minnesota House Majority Leader tweets that the truck contained Confederate flags and white supremacist insignia. And he took this, this was pure conjecture. He said, well, protesters I know. You know what? If you're going to throw that out there, you better be darn sure that that is the, that that is the absolute truth. Because if, you, if a protester you know is telling you this, you know what you should respond to him? Pick or it didn't happen. Send me a picture. Uh, because I'm not going to tweet that out. But we all know what, what Ryan Wrinkler's purpose is, right? I mean, this is the same guy who called a black Supreme Court justice an Uncle Thomas back in 2013 because Clarence Thomas handed down a ruling he didn't like. Or when he flipped off uh, Minnesota State Senator Scott Jensen during a press conference. Winkler didn't realize he was on camera, but he was. Okay? So I'm not remotely surprised that Ryan Winkler would be this stupid and irresponsible. I shouldn't be surprised, but it is it was pretty despicable. And the point is, this was literally the Sunday after George Floyd was killed, less than a week after George, George Floyd was killed. Tensions were already inflamed. And then when you put out there in social media, the Minnesota House Majority Leader, I can't emphasize this enough. This isn't some regular schmo on the... Uh, on the street who sets up a social media account and has an egg for an avatar and has two followers. Okay, this is the Minnesota House Majority Leader putting this out there with tensions already inflamed after seeing what happened to George Floyd. And then to put out there that this is a white guy intentionally driving into the protesters and he had Confederate flags and and, uh, uh, white supremacist insignia on his truck. That 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 just despicable. If that were if that you know you hate to play the whataboutism game, and you play you 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 hate to play the well imagine if a conservative but seriously imagine if you know Kurt Doubt who was House Majority Leader or uh, he was House Speaker. He was a House Speaker before the Democrats took over the House in twenty in twenty after the twenty eighteen election. But suppose someone like Kurt Doubt put that out there, he'd have been charged with incitement. There'd have been screams for him to resign. And he would have been and he'd have been charged with inciting a mob if he wrote something that inflammatory saying, well, you know, it was a leftist that was was doing this and uh, uh, saying something along the lines of he was displaying anti-Christian bigotry on his truck or something along those lines. There would have been a mob at the Capitol demanding his resignation. But because it's tinky winky, it's a footnote. It's a footnote. So. I can't help but think about that incident and not think of of Ryan Winkler's uh, tweet that he put out. It was just absolutely irresponsible. But, again, uh, sure is good being a Democrat in in Minnesota, as my friend and colleague Mitch Berg has dubbed it, 
urban progressive privilege. As long as you support the right causes, you can pretty much say or do anything you want, and there's going to be little more than a slap on the wrist. That's about it. Anyways, uh, to kind of finish my thoughts on this, uh, in the end, in my opinion, justice was not completely served. And I'm not talking about the charges being dropped against Mr. Uh, Vichirico, given I believe that was the right call. I'm referring to what happened to him once he came to a complete stop in his truck. Because as I alluded to, he was attacked excuse me, by a mob of protesters, and there were some personal items taken from his cab, like I think a cell phone, a wallet, what have you. And yet, despite that, was that ever investigated? Were there any suspects identified? Was it, There sure as heck wasn't anybody charged. Okay, taking matters into your own head, mob violence, uh, that's assault and battery. No one was charged for that. And taking someone's personal belongings while he's being beaten, that's at the very least a misdemeanor. I mean, again, uh, no legal beagle here, but nobody was ever charged in those crimes. So if you want to jump up and down, scream like a poo-flinging monkey over Mr. Vichirico not being charged with a felony for what he did, uh, I got no sympathy for your cause if you're not going to speak on his behalf. Because even if he was intentionally did intentionally do this, and he didn't, and there's no proof that he did, okay, you don't take matters into your own hands. It, you just don't. Okay? And th- again, thank God no one was hurt in this particular incident. It was an unfortunate incident, but, uh, yeah, justice was not served all right. The mob who violently attacked him, and thankfully Mr. Vichirico came out with uh, you know, some pretty bad cuts on his face, but no life-threatening injuries, and uh, I don't think any permanent injuries, but, uh, uh, yeah, justice definitely was not served on that end of it, to, to say the least. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. When we come back, friend of the broadcast, Minnesota State Senator Dave Osmek will be joining us to give us an update on the Minnesota's uh, legislative session, special session of the Minnesota legislature. Coming back in mere moments on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. With a view to a face to Whoa, look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-323-8137. 800-323-8137. 800-323-8137. That's 800-323-8137. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. 
If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. Hey, welcome back. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network, with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Always honored to be joined by a friend of the broadcast, Minnesota State Senator Dave Osmick. He's a Republican senator out of the city of Mound. Also represents uh, areas including uh, Shorewood. Yeah, Minatrista, St. Bonifacius, uh, some of those uh, uh, high Tony suburbs, I guess, uh, Senator Osmek. Uh, good to have you on the broadcast, sir. How are you? I'm conservative. Just to tie up the uh, you had about Tinky Winky. Uh, if you're looking for adult behavior, if you ask the person you want to talk to, named Winkler. Right. No, 100%. He I, is really a very despicable. Uh, representative, certainly uh, he is, is here in the House. Yeah, you're exactly right. I, and again, I don't know that anybody sought him for a comment as much as he decided to blast that out there on Twitter, and then uh, uh, and then he ended up deleting it. He's uh, sorry, incomplete information, very chaotic scene. Da 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 da. It's like he just kind of glossed right over it. So I had a feeling you might have an, uh, some input on that, uh, Senator Osmek, but uh, it's all good. Uh, <laughs> So uh, we do want to get to uh, the happenings going on at the uh, special session. Uh, how I guess uh, just kind of a general overview, Senator Osmek. I think the deadline is July 1st. We have to agree to a budget, otherwise risk a shutdown. Uh, how goes the uh, progress with 11 days to go, uh, Senator Dave Osmek? Well, it is as I've seen it. This is my fifth session that I've been, that I've been in office uh, and this is probably the one that I've ever seen. Uh, you know, we are not deals that allow to have a half of dollars to just spend any place he wants with very little or no legislative oversight and very little guidelines on where and how the money is spent. I mean, for crying out loud, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. But that has been negotiated. And that is part of this grand deal that came up at the end of the regular session is that we're going to let Tim Walls have a slush fund so he can pay all of his buddies as much money as they want. And, oh, by the way, Education Minnesota will filter that back to his campaign next year. So it's just it's not proceeding particularly well. I don't think we're going to be done until July 1st. If then my gut feeling is we're going to have at least a partial shutdown of some type because I, the House is not moving bills very quickly, and rightfully so. They're complaining. They're, they're standing up for their beliefs, um, and they're standing up against really bad ideas, such as something called the land, the uh, Rondo Land Bridge. Okay, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, uh, Senator Osmek. Why don't you kind of give us some insight of, uh, of what that might entail? I don't know if our listeners are as familiar with that um, as you might be. Uh, well, they're probably obviously not as familiar with that as you might be. Why don't you... Give us a little insight of what that entails. Right. Well, during a regular session, in I'm on transportation. I'm the Senate Transportation Committee. I voted no, and we stopped this Rondo Land Bridge. Uh, we also stopped it on the Senate floor. The Rondo Land Bridge, for those people who don't know what this boondoggle is, this is, uh, this is reparations uh, 2021 style. Um there's continuing complaints from the Rondo neighborhood in St. Paul, which is is an area um, between Lexington and Rice 
Street on 94. Yep. When they put the freeway in in 1960, they quote unquote disrupted a a, a beautiful, wonderful, peaceful neighborhood supposedly uh, with this nasty freeway. And for, since ever since then, the Rondo quote unquote Rondo neighborhood has been complaining about this. Well, the liberals in Minneapolis and St. Paul all got together and said, well, tell you what we're going to do. We're going to spend a billion or more, probably $2 billion by the time it's over, to build a land bridge over 94 from Lexington to Rice Street. Now, people, can you imagine how stupid that is? I'm trying to picture this, yeah. It, it's, it's ridiculous. And they said, well, we're going to put a park there. And we're going to put buildings there. Now, first off, I don't think you can. They brought up the Lowry Hill Tunnel saying, well, sure, you can build stuff over it. I said, are you kidding? Lowry Hill is not the same as this area. You're going to have to put in so many footings and pilings. And, oh, by the way, there's 10 lanes of traffic there. Right. How are you going to bridge that with enough support where you can actually put concrete on top of it? But more importantly, a billion or $2, and what, 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 this, what the request has been made and it popped up into the jobs bill because it was negotiated in by leadership in the Senate. Yes, and you can name who that is if you like. Uh, that was negotiated in, and uh, it, it's only 6 or $7 million. And if, if you're a, a fan of Monty Python, you could just call that a wafer-thin mint right. because it's very small. Right. But the reality of the situation is, folks, this boondoggle, this is exactly the way we got light rail in minnesota you start it with planning and then you plan some more and then you plan some more and then after you've burned about 50 or 60 million dollars on planning then you have to do the project because you spent all this money planning it it's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy yep. yeah so uh, speaking of light it's poor yeah go ahead it's just a poor use it's just a poor use of public funds and just because the money is federal See, here's the other excuse. Oh, this is all going to be federal money to put this land bridges so we can put a park there. And, and of course, you know, the way things are going now with the homeless problem, uh, that will probably turn into an encampment very soon thereafter. Oh, yeah. But it's, they say, well, it's only going to be federal money. Well, great. The money you're from? starting with the planning is state. Exactly. Where's that money coming from? <laughs> well, actually, it's, it's being loaned, loaned uh, to us by the Chinese in reality. Right. But when push comes to shove, that's our money, boys and girls. Yep. Somebody's got to say no, and I'm willing to stand up, even though my leadership says, well, we should do this. I'm going to stand up and say no. Yeah, that's been an ongoing issue, I know, Senator Osmick. And like you've indicated, you've been this isn't your first uh, rodeo as far as special sessions go, uh, where it just seems to boil down to the Senate Majority Leader, the House Speaker, and the Governor negotiating the terms, and it's almost as if we're supposed to bring it back to the respective caucuses and say, okay, here's what we agreed to. Let's get this, hurry up and get this passed so we don't have to uh, uh, shut down the government. And and we saw this going on with the House when House Republicans were uh, conveying objections to you know what few legislation actually got to the floor. All of a sudden, they're labeled as obstructionists, and uh, it's like, well, no, as uh, your Republican colleague in the House, Ann News, says, it's more like standing up for our constituents at this point, and someone has to be a voice for these people, Dave Osmeck. Exactly right. And here's the, here's the funniest part. So the House, House Republicans, rightfully so, if I was there, I'd be joining them saying this is a bad deal. This is a poorly negotiated deal. You're giving a slush fund to the, to the executive branch. This is a bad idea all around. But on top of it, in the Senate, we've been hearing some of these negotiated deals. And one of them was the Commerce and Energy Bill. And, Brad, you know who Scott Dibble and John Marty are. They are not conservatives. No. And for the energy portion of the bill, those two were singing praises. They were singing praises. You should – there's no way that you should be developing any bills that have universal love from the Senate DFL. If you don't have somebody – I hate to put it this way – you don't have somebody in the minority complaining – you ain't doing your job. Right. No, it's, a, it's an and, excellent. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and, and in the House, they're fighting and they're amending and they're trying to do what's, what, what they do best and, and, and is best for their constituents, and I respect that. But in the Senate, if you're, you're building bills that the DFL is throwing, throwing roses at you for, 
really? That's how we're going to go about it? I'm not saying you have to build bills that, that get animosity from the Democrats. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be some level of compromise. But when every single bill that comes up is nothing but a DFL love fest, are you really, do you really think you've negotiated the best deal you can get? Probably not. We are joined by Minnesota State Senator Dave Osmek. He, a Republican out of the Mound area. Uh, Senator Osmek, we got to take a quick break. Are you able to hold for another segment with us? Absolutely. All right, Dave Osmek will be back with us. And if you'd like to weigh in, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. Another segment with Minnesota State Senator Dave Osmek coming up on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Temperatures are rising. What will help you feel comfy and cool all summer long? A giant glass of iced tea, a fruity popsicle, a swim in the lake, or $850 in instant savings on a new air conditioner or ductless system from Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Take advantage of the Standard Heating Summer AC Sale. Instantly save $850 off a new AC unit or ductless system. These savings are here to keep you feeling cool and comfy all summer long. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is a family-owned and operated business with 91 years of serving the seven-county metro, servicing over 500,000 homes. Take advantage of these summer savings on an AC or ductless system. Ask your sales rep about these amazing June savings. Hurry, these offers end June 30th. Go to standardheating.com for more details. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, providing the comfort you deserve since 1930. That's standardheating.com. Mention the Patriot, standardheating.com. People looking to buy a new fence in Minnesota are lucky. Lucky because unlike with other types of purchases, when it comes to buying a new fence, the choice has been made so darn easy. Only one company truly stands above the rest and has for a long, long time. Midwest Fence has not only been around far longer than anyone else and thus is far more experienced, they're the largest fence company in the state, which means Midwest Fence has the greatest variety of fence designs. You won't believe the seemingly endless styles you can choose from these days. And Midwest Fence buys in such bulk they can keep their prices lower than other companies. That's why if you're ready for a fence, you're just plain lucky. The legendary fence company that's been making people smile since Truman was president is but a phone call away and ready to stop out and deliver a free estimate. Your turn to smile, folks. Learn more at MidwestFence.com Warning! 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 Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. Oh, 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 yeah. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And by the way, I am live streaming the broadcast, as we always do at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and feel free to comment on the video stream there as well. Just another area where you can leave a comment and a question if you do not desire to call in. That is perfectly fine. Uh, honored again to be joined by friend of the broadcast, Dave Osmek, Senator Dave Osmek, Republican senator out of the Mound area. Uh, senator Osmek, we did see a, a headline in the Star Tribune. Sounds like some uh, relatively good news. Perhaps you could pro- uh, 
provide context to this about how the Minnesota legislature agreed to nearly $1 billion in tax cuts. And, of course, that has specifically to do with uh, removing, uh, well, conforming to the uh, federal tax laws with the uh, uh, Paycheck Protection Program loans that initially were designated as taxable income. And when that was ascertained, the legislature thankfully act to ensure that that was no longer taxable, as well as uh, some other tax relief. Can you maybe uh, kind of give us some insight on what that billion-dollar package uh, entails, uh, Senator Osmek? I mean, you know, certainly there's some context involved, but it's a far cry from what the DFL wanted to do, which was a uh, billion dollars in tax increases despite uh, a surplus in the midst of a pandemic here, Senator Osmek. Uh, never t- never skip an opportunity to raise taxes is what the motto should be for the Democrats here in Minnesota. Um, there's there's some real good provisions in the tax bill. Um, I, I, there, there's some things that I probably don't like. Uh, I haven't specifically seen the final version. So it's, you know, until we see the final, when we see the final ink on the page, that's when you start to develop whether you're going to support something or not. Sure. But the key uh, items inside of the um tax bill are conformity conformity with the ppp program the federal uh they they make these loans tax exempt right now minnesota we're one of the few states that does not uh, allow that to be completely tax exempt that's going to cost us i forget what the current number was but we're not talking about a small amount there's hundreds of millions of dollars worth of tax relief that will go to businesses that uh that need that, that got the ppp to um help them stay afloat and why should minnesota now you know go back in and tax the hell out of them and that doesn't make any sense to me um another one is unemployment uh that if you did receive unemployment last year or this year there are provisions in there that that minnesota is going to make the first i think the number is ten thousand dollars exempt from federal tax again you know why should we be taxing unemployment if you're unemployed um there's you're already not making a bundle of money here um but why should we be going after after your unemployment checks and having you have to pay for those taxes so um there are some good things in it uh again i haven't read the entire bill and we soon will be getting copies of it so uh, i'll formulate where i'm going to go with that one but you know let me me step back quick to that that energy bill Mm -hmm. one of the items that we that we allowed in the energy bill we the republicans is 500, and it's a small amount, a half a million dollars for a microclimate study for Minneapolis. Yes, you heard that right, folks. We're going to take a five-square-block area, and we're going to spend a half a million dollars studying climate change. Now, folks, this is ridiculous. I said no to it last year. Unfortunately, when I say no to something, I make it stick, but other people don't. Okay. So there's bad things in all of these bills, and we know how compromise works. I sure. understand that, but there's just sometimes where you just say no, and unfortunately, we're not. We are the girl that can't say no. Apparently, at the Capitol, and it, it does scare me what what we're going to do here before we finish this legislative session or this unspecial session. Yeah, I want do want to switch gears. You know, Senator Osmek, as you indicated, obviously uh, you're serving on the uh, uh, Transportation Committee, and uh, you've obviously had uh, quite a bit to say uh, about uh, uh, light rail. And particularly, I want your input on this. Uh, I, I'm always uh, I always kind of chuckle when uh, there are specific programs and their things go bad. It's always labeled as unexpectedly. You know, it was it was uh, prolific during the Obama administration when their policies caused rampant unemployment and uh, slow economic growth. And whenever GDP went up by less than 1%, it was always unexpected when it shouldn't have been. Well, uh, speaking of uh, light rail, I kind of think of the Eagles uh, lyric in Hotel California. They stabbed it with their steely (laughs) knives, but they just can't kill the beast. Uh, Unexpected $21 million charge for Southwest light rail prompts concern, but not enough concern to where they still unanimously allowed it to go through to Senator Osmick. Well, and here's the worst part about that whole episode is that, and and I'm sure this is not going to make some of my Republican brethren who are Trump supporters happy, the Trump administration and Donald Trump could have killed this in 2017. I was on transportation in 2017. Mm -hmm. We, I sent letters. There were multiple, I think I even drafted a letter that, that was signed by every Republican in the Minnesota Senate. I'd have to go check to make sure of that. But we said to 
Elaine Chow, also known as Mitch McConnell's wife, yep. we said, please don't give them the money for this boondoggle. And guess what happened? They got the money. And now it just keeps getting worse and worse. That's why this little project, Southwest, originally started out with a price tag at seven or $800,000, I think it was. We're over $2 million now, oh and it's only going to get worse. And then you got North Star. Yeah, I, I, I live up in Ramsey and used to ride the North Star way back when I worked in downtown Minneapolis. And the one thing I always heard, you know, because of the incredible subsidies that they had to give for each rider, and it's like, well, the alternative is to shut it off, and that would, co- that would cost untold millions to shut the thing down, and that just isn't a viable option. The fact that that's even being broached as a possibility, Senator Osmick, shows you what how much of a boondoggle that's become, or even more so. Right, and and Senator Scott Newman is the chair for the Transportation Committee. He is actually, and I, I've I've looked at the that bill because part of transportation is I'm getting I get to get feedback on some of these bills. Uh, he put he has put together a very good transportation bill. One of the failures of it, and it isn't because he didn't try, was to shut down North Star because ridership after COVID, and I don't think that ridership is really going to come back much. No, ridership is down ninety five percent. Right. Ninety five percent. We are running empty trays or trains up and down that line now or with one or two people on them. Now, they've dialed it back, but we have to get a variance and and we may be researching and we may be asking the feds for a little bit of variance to try and try and reduce the number of trips or or try and shut it off. But we didn't get that with the house. The house refused to let us completely mothball the thing. And it's going to keep taking money from us year after year. Before COVID, the number per rider one way was at fifty bucks yeah. per, per subsidy yep. per person one way. I mean, we could have bought everybody a Lexus, boys. <laughs> we could have bought everybody a damn Lexus. Oh, gosh, yeah, they and made money off the deal. Well, and I and I think what you look at the situation in in downtown Minneapolis. I mean, people are very hesitant to even go to Minneapolis in broad daylight these days with the situation that's occurring down there. And I think companies are probably coming to that realization where you know what it it costs a pretty penny to lease office space down here, anyways. And during the pandemic, I guess maybe perhaps one of the few silver linings as companies realize, you know what, our employees are just as uh, effective and efficient from their home office, and this saves a tremendous amount of expense. So uh, the population, the work population in downtown Minneapolis, I don't think that's ever coming back. So how in the world can we expect a minuscule ridership to come back, Dave Osmick? Exactly. And for when I got into the Senate in 2013, I was already talking about people, but that we as a society were changing telecommuting. That's why creating a hub system where Minneapolis is the center of the universe for transportation is clinically stupid yeah. because they're going to, your, your patterns are changing. And now what are companies doing? They're building the, the few facilities that they have. They're building landing stations. They don't build cubes anymore. They build landing stations where if you need to come in and conference rooms, you need to come in, you come in for a couple hours and you go home. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's a change of how we are going to work into the future. The pandemic just gave it a big shove into overdrive right. because of what happened. Once again, we are joined by Minnesota State Senator uh, Dave Osmick, Republican out of the Mound area. Uh, Senator Osmick, before we let you go, we do have a couple of calls that want to weigh in quick. Uh, line 2, Mark is in St. Louis Park. Mark, always good to hear from you, sir. You are on the air. I'll be super quick. I know how much time. Mr. Osmond, a couple of weeks ago, I'm not sure you noticed, there's a, either a liberal county commissioner or uh, I think it was a county commissioner who said, let's shut down North Star. The only time it's being used is during Vikings and Twins games. Well, he was wrong. It's also used up during the state fair. But that's it. And uh, I'll hang up and listen. Well, Mark, you're right. <laughs> it's only used for high-density events. Uh, it, and it, that's the time that the ridership justifies it. The other times that it, can, it has been used, and thank God we haven't invested in this, as, is students going back and forth from St. Cloud State into the metropolitan area. Mm. That's the ridership, folks. Yeah. And it's not going to change. It really won't change when we come back up. And hopefully we will, we will finally end that thing. It was a bad idea to start with. Uh, we want to. Is Vincent still with us, uh, Jacob? Vincent from St. Paul is on line three. Go ahead, Vincent. You're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Aloha. Aloha. How you doing there? Thank you. Uh, I grew up in Frogtown, which is west of the state capital. 
Yep. And that's right. Uh, you go south, and that's where Rondo was. Yep. And Rondo was a historical area. And around the time of Fort Snelling, um, when they all came here, the frontiersmen and all, uh, the blacks were living in Rondo, whether they slave time or after that. So that historical area, if you could put signs maybe along the freeway from Rice to Lexington, maybe say a historical area in the past, you know, dates, whatever, and all that there, that's just an idea for transportation. Yeah, thanks, Vincent. Yeah, Senator Osbeck, you'd like to weigh in on that? Well, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that it is historic, a quote-unquote historical neighborhood. The problem is it doesn't justify uh, $2 billion to put a park over it. It makes no sense. And that is not going to heal the racial wounds that this nation has. Putting Spending $2 billion on a park over a freeway is what's, what I call reparations. And if we're, going down that, if we're going down that road, let's have a little discussion in the Senate about the Minnesota first. And I know, Brad, you know what that means. You know, Minnesota were the, was the first state to send volunteers into the Civil War to win, right. where, uh, to save the Union, to uh, free the slaves. Right. We spent our blood, boys and girls. Now, go back into history. Minnesota has already paid its dues. But anyway, Rondo is a bad idea. It's the second coming of light rail, and we're going to try and stop it, and I'll do anything I can to stop it. We've been joined by Minnesota State Senator Dave Osmick, Republican out of Mound, giving us an update on all things uh, special session, uh, policy, finance, what have you. Senator Osmick, always good to hear from you, sir. Thanks so much, and uh, best of luck. Hopefully you can get uh, finished on time and look forward to talking to you down the road. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate it. M1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment this hour coming up. Go nowhere. AM1280, the Patriot. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. Dennis Prager here with my friend Mike Hilborn, owner of Roof to Deck Restoration. Mike, I've seen roofs in the Twin Cities that have many years of life left, but are streaked and stained and look, quite honestly, terrible. Your company actually removes those streaks Dennis, many people don't know it, but those black streaks and stains are caused by an algae that can be killed and cleaned away. Our process makes roofs look new again. Algae and moss grow on cedar shake roofs. Moss is especially damaging because it actually feeds on the cedar wood and prevents the wood from drying. And when wood doesn't dry, it rots. Cleaning and sealing a cedar shake roof actually extends the life of a roof. Mike, how can people learn more? See videos on our website at rooftodeck.com. That's rooftodeck.com. For a free quote, call 651-699-3504. Call now through Thursday and receive $100 off your project of $1,000 or more. Dad, guess what? What? 
You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like freedom and the Second Amendment. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. As always, we thank you for tuning in to our broadcast. And again, happy Father's Day to all you dads out there celebrating. Hope you are being spoiled accordingly. Uh, one of the uh, first days we've had rain in like, a couple of weeks and didn't last very long, at least up in my neck of the woods, that's for sure. So hopefully it uh, picks up a little bit today. But hope you are being uh, rightly spoiled, dads, whatever you have going on today. I uh, only have about five minutes left in this segment. I was struck by a uh, uh, a tweet that was put up by Terry Moran. He is a uh, correspondent with uh, ABC News. Uh, he was responding to a tweet by Sahil Kapoor, I believe, is with. Um, let me be sure I have my uh, sure I have my uh, facts straight on this one. I want to be sure to get their uh, uh, credentials correct. Yeah, uh, Sahil Kapoor is a national political reporter at NBC News, and he was musing uh, about uh, Mitch McConnell, who was on well, friend of the broadcast Hugh Hewitt, who can be heard every weekday five to eight a.m. on these very airwaves, AM twelve eighty, The Patriot. Mitch McConnell said it's highly unlikely he'd allow President Biden to fill a Supreme Court vacancy if tw- in 2024 if he's majority leader. He also doesn't commit to allowing a vote on a nominee if a seat opened up in 2023. McConnell just said, well, we'd have to wait and see what happens. And Terry Moran decided to hop on the, in there and he said, uh, you know, is there any doubt that the GOP would end the filibuster for good in a heartbeat? if it served their purposes. And, you know, he's, of course, referring to how uh, the Democrats, current uh, crop of Democrat senators, majority of them anyways, want to end the Senate filibuster, but Arizona's Kirsten Cinema and West Virginia's Joe Manchin, again, obviously both Democrats, are not willing to do so, and the Democrats need a simple majority in order to change the rules and go nuclear. And, of course, they're referring to the fact that Mitch McConnell uh, decided to go nuclear in 2017 and allow Neil Gorsuch to be uh, to end debate on uh, Neil Gorsuch being nominated to the Supreme Court. And then once debate was ended, then it was just a simple up or down vote, and Neil Gorsuch was confirmed. Well, of course, a lot of people point out, say, well, Mitch McConnell, what a hypocrite. You know, he's uh, d- d- obstructing the uh, ending the filibuster, but he did the same thing for... Supreme Court justices. Well, it was only in reaction to Harry Reid having pulled that stunt back in 2013, where he ended the filibuster for all federal bench appointments, with the exception of the Supreme Court. So it set a precedent. But one area where McConnell has been very consistent, he has always said the legislative filibuster is safe while I'm the majority leader. Take that to the bank. And, of course, the Republicans had the majority in the Senate since 2014, right up through this last election cycle. So for six years, six solid years, the Republicans had the majority in the Senate. And guess what? During President Trump's first two years in the White House, Republicans had complete control of Washington. They had a significant majority in the House. They had a majority in the Senate and, of course, the White House. So when Terry Moran says, well, is there any doubt that the GOP would end the filibuster for good in a heartbeat if it served their purposes? Yeah, there's monumental doubt because they didn't do it. The first two years Trump was president, despite the fact Trump went to Mitch McConnell and tried to encourage him to end the legislative filibuster because Trump had some big agenda items that he would have liked to got passed. But, of course, if they're non-fiscal related items, because fiscal related items 
can be done through reconciliation through the Senate. You don't need a uh, a 60-40 majority to end debate on uh, financial items, fiscal items. That's why the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act got passed in 2017 with no Democrat support. So, yeah, there's monumental doubt because Trump asked McConnell specifically to get rid of the legislative filibuster so he could pass some of his big ticket items, and McConnell didn't do it. You know, it's it's amazing to me, you these era in this era of whataboutism and gotcha discourse, basic facts in very recent history are shoved aside. I mean, you don't have to go back that far to realize that Trump asked Mitch McConnell, who was then the majority leader, to end the legislative filibuster. And that so triggered the Senate Democrats, who were in the minority at the time, obviously, that many of them signed on to a petition touting the value of the filibuster and how it projects or protects minority rights, the minority party, that is. Okay. But now, all of a sudden, the Democrats, so much for protecting minority rights, now all of a sudden the the the, the legislature the the uh, the legislative filibuster well it's a race an old racist relic really it just is now an, a racist relic whereas when you're signing a petition back in 2017 2018 whenever it was to protect that legislative filibuster to protect the the, the rights of the minority what well, what's changed well we know what's changed it's a rhetorical question but now that ditching the filibuster would serve the Democrats' purposes. Many Dems, but again, thankfully not all of them, not all 50 Senate Democrats, are now declaring the procedure, again, to some sort of racist relic. So in short, yes, Terry Moran, there is significant doubt. But this idea of, is there any doubt the Republicans would end the filibuster for good in a heartbeat if it served their purposes, that's classic projection. Because the Democrats are basically demonstrating that if they are somehow able to end the filibuster, hello, packing the Supreme Court. Hello, D.C. becoming a state. All right. Hello, uh, take, federalizing the voter system. Because the Democrats know this is their one chance to, co- to centralize, to co-op power and to never lose it again. Because Mitch McConnell could get up and give another grand speech like he did in 2013 when Harry Reid ended the the judicial filibuster, said you will rue this day because one day you will no longer be in the majority party and it will be used against you. And that turned out to be true. But the Democrats are banking on it. They can get rid of the filibuster now and make D.C. a state, pack the Supreme Court, and federalize our, our voting system, that they'll never lose power again. So that is classic, classic projection by the ABC News correspondent. Hour number one on the books, hour number two coming back. Mere moments, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network. Go nowhere. Closing time. Turn all of the... Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy 
buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you. All you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex Staff Steele. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I am proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. AM 1280, The Patriot.